Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Thursday, 12th of October, a rainy day in Melbourne. And we're sort of on hold today. We're doing okay after a 48-point rally in our market yesterday. We're up another 15 today and waiting to see what the US CPI number does at 11.30pm tonight. The oil price during September, so this is the September CPI number, monthly number in the US, The oil price during September has gone from $80 to $93. So the headline inflation number is expected to go up again and the core number is expected to drop again. And what we don't want to see is the core number rising. But I get the feeling and I see there's a broker that has written about it today. I get the feeling that this could be the one bit of information we need to light the market up and perpetuate this four-day rally we've had on the high enough Fed messaging that's come out ever since the Israeli conflict started. I'm a little bit cynical that maybe the Fed had a meeting at the weekend and were paranoid about the Israeli-Hamas conflict spiking the oil price and therefore pressuring inflation again, re-accelerating inflation and therefore cratering the bond market. I don't know whether you've read the stuff I've been writing. And Jonathan Payne in his weekly this week points out, he is a perma bear, but he points out that having printed hundreds of billions of dollars worth of bonds since the pandemic and since the GFC. And since 2022, January interest rates have gone from less than 1% to 5% in the US and bond markets have sold off heavily that every central bank that's printed bonds are now sitting on huge losses, which they don't have to crystallize. Of course, they can just run the bonds until expiry and pay them back. But at this point in time, The losses are huge and they don't want to see them get any bigger. So it's almost as if the Fed are defending 5% on the 10-year bond yield. And as I've mentioned before, any time a central bank draws a line in the sand, the market absolutely steams through it. You can't draw a line in the sand on a market like the bond market. And I'm just wondering whether the Fed haven't made a mistake by suddenly adopting this high enough policy for a week rather than sticking to the very clear although slightly damaging for the equity markets, the very clear message from the last Fed meeting that rates are going higher for longer. On that front, the Fed minutes from that meeting were published overnight and they were potentially a fairly significant negative, but they're actually okay. They could have re-established the higher for longer negativity, but instead they included a note of caution about raising rates any further amidst a highly uncertain economic outlook. And the new risks seems to be the risk of over-tightening. We're going to see that used a lot more in the newswires. The risk of over-tightening and recession. And one strategist has summed it up quite well today, saying that inflation will have to re-accelerate for central banks to raise rates again. And so the focus comes on this CPI number tonight. We really don't want to see a core number re-accelerate, go up at all. We know the headline number will go up. So as always, it's a wait and see point for us to 
today. I haven't done anything in strategy yet, but as I say, and as one strategist writes today, and I sort of agree, the CPI number tonight, if it's benign, I think it's unlikely to be benign. If it's benign, if it's better than expected, it really could light this rally up. We're four days into this rally, four days ago, three days ago, the All Lords, ASX 200, S&P 500, Dow Jones, all had buy signals. And as you know, we've stuck our toe in the water in a couple of places, but still sitting in cash in strategy and the BHP and the Macquarie portfolios. And if this CPI number opens the door, we might just see the equity market rush through tonight, in which case we'll start to get left behind and probably get involved. So a bit on hold tonight, depending to or just to see what happens to the CPI number and to see whether this four-day rally, which I have to say, as I say, slightly cynical about why it started, was the Fed just trying to defend the bond market. If so, it was a mistake. But if they are genuinely saying high enough and the market believes it, doesn't matter about Marx's theories, if the market believes it, then we could see a bit of a rally from here. If you look in my section, the 10-year bond yield has definitely, obviously come off the top, but it is yet to form what you might call a material top. At the moment, it's just a bit of a short-term sell-off. Well, not sell-off, it's a a short-term rally in the bond market. It's a short-term drop in the 10-year bond yield in the US. So yet to be convinced, let's see what the CPI number does tonight. Otherwise, everything was behaving overnight. Uh, Bond yields behaved, the 10-year bond yield was down nine basis points. The US dollar fell again. We want to see that continue. It's had its longest run of drops since March. The Aussie dollar keeps going up, therefore. And the Aussie dollar and the Australian market and the Australian resources sector all usually rally hand in hand. So Aussie dollar going up. Gold price went up again. The oil price fell. You'll probably see some articles about the Hamas-Israeli conflict not impacting the oil price. So that's the, that was the real risk from this, was that the oil price shot up. Doesn't seem to be happening. The iron ore price is up a touch. There's chatter about material Chinese stimulus on its way in order to ensure they hit the 5% growth target this year. Although another broker is saying that that is unlikely. They are skeptical. Who is that? Goldman's saying they are skeptical of meaningful Chinese stimulus. But the iron ore price up overnight. BHP and Rio are up mildly up in the US. So steady as she goes running into this. The Chinese stimulus hopes could appear suddenly, which would leave us behind on BHP. So waiting to see what happens there. But the Chinese property market rumbles in the background still. And as I write in my section, is it rumbling or squeaking? They've ignored it two years. The equity market's ignored it for two years. Just keeps popping up in the news wires. So that's about it on strategy, waiting for the CPI number, ready to get involved, ready also to buy. I'll get to the stock stuff in a minute, but we added a few ideas in the ideas portfolio in the last few days. You'll see those updated. They haven't really done anything yet. Bought a gold stock, mineral resources, Allchem and Telstra. See how we go with those. Coming up, we've got the inflation number tonight. We've got the US results season coming up as well. Starts on Friday. Some of the major banks, JP Morgan, Citicorp and Wells Fargo on Friday. Then we get into more investment banks next week and big tech starts at the end of next week and the week after in particular. And all those are supposed to be quite positive. And there's one broker out today saying that the Bank Bank of America is saying that the bank sector results should be good out of the US. So we'll see what happens on Friday. The Hamas Israeli conflict continues, expecting images of Israeli troops rolling into Gaza anytime. Doesn't seem to be the market, just seems to be ignoring it and the high enough message obscuring it. Got some AGMs going on. You probably
probably saw CSL had their AGM yesterday. Share price didn't go anything, but it's dropped today. And Oliver's writing up the commentary on CSL and on CBA after the AGM yesterday. Hardly inspiring either. Share price hardly moved. Bank of Queensland dropped 7% on results yesterday. It's bounced 2.4% today. The downtrend there just continues. Uh, Citigroup upgraded Domino's Pizza yesterday. Share price up 2.9%. I've cut my fingers off a number of times catching the knife on that. I think Oliver's writing that up. Beacon Lighting, very well received AGM today. Tabcorp had some sales numbers drop 6% today. Qantas, one broker, says it's oversold. Share price is bottoming on the charts. See the technical section. There are actually two stocks worth looking at in the technical section. One is Qantas, the other is SQ2. Both of them bottoming short term. And SQ2, it's not a stock anyone really talks about anymore. Used to be the only stock anyone ever talked about when it was Afterpay. But it is reflective of the US big tech trend. And with a more positive attitude towards interest rates, could thrive. Anyway, SQ2, share price bottoming. Could be a proxy for a big tech rally, especially if the results are good from that sector as well. Take a bit of a risk over the SQ2 results, of course. And there we go. And that'll probably do us for the moment. Most notable fallers today, CSL down 4.2%, ResMed down 5.2%. No joy in healthcare. There were some signs that the healthcare sector was bottoming. Not today. Cochlear also down today. Not by much. SQ2 up another 2.2% today. Gold stocks looking all right as well. Bendigo Adelaide Bank having a little bit of a bounce back. Bank of Queensland up 3%. Magellan Financial Group had a huge drop the other day, finding a base up 3.7%. And Star Entertainment Group, not a stock that would make it into an ethical fund, I don't think, but terribly sold off. 52-week lows and now bouncing up 6.1%. On the, That would presumably be on the back of the fact that the share price has fallen so far. And this really is one for the contrarians. The average broker target price is 48% above the current share price. Morgan's have an ad target price 40% above. UBS buy target price 48% above. Ordmanet accumulate target price 87% above. Macquarie outperform target price 17% above. And the share price on a 52-week low. So Star Entertainment might interest some of the traders rather than the investors at the moment. Lots of other stuff going on today. Tech looking good. Some of those retailers coming alive. Kogan up 4.3%. Redbubble up, what is it, 20% on some positive, finally become positive cash flow positive. And Beacon Lighting up today on the back of their AGM, 6%. So a little bit of interest coming back into consumer stocks as well. And that's about that. As I leave you, Dow futures are up 57. NASDAQ futures up 0.3%. You have a fabulous day. I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,